So we're back. We're back. It's lovely to be back. It is. And this week, I my eyes were literally opened because I have discovered things I did not know about eyelashes. Oh gosh, tell me. And about the the, the, the what humans and dogs have in common with their eyelashes. Tell me. Well, each e- e- humans and dogs can each get this genetic mutation. Only humans and dogs, which is called dis- dystichia or dystichia. And it's where you grow a double layer of eyelashes. Oh, wow. And that is what Elizabeth Taylor had. Did she? That is the secret of her beauty. So it could have happened to any of us. Or it could have happened to your Cocker Spaniel. <laughs> and then... So... <laughs> Brilliant. Hello. Hello. We're back again. We are back. And uh, this week we're launching into a very exciting topic, which we're looking at the life and career of Elizabeth Taylor. White diamonds. Oh, iconic. <laughs> iconic. I th- I'm thinking 80s, the white diamonds, the big hair, the AIDS foundation. I'm thinking national velvet. I'm thinking Cleopatra. And I'm thinking husbands. Husbands. Husbands, yes. husbands, husbands. And we've got an extra special treat for you this week. Because we're dropping in the interview that I had um, earlier on with Lisa Pennington, who was in the movie industry... Um, contemporary with Liz Taylor, she was the she was married to a movie producer at the time of the filming of Cleopatra. Wow! And you'll hear that later. So I cannot wait. She's wonderful, and she has she met Liz Taylor oh, in the flesh. She met her in the flesh. She knew her, dined out with her, and Richard I love Burton. it. I cannot the wait. The whole thing. I can fill you in. So I'm Dr. Gary Malcolm, and this and I'm a writer and a popular culture obsessive, and I'm a broadcaster now. Fish Woo-hoo. I'm a broadcaster. And I am Sarah Muswhite. I'm a teacher. I'm a tutor. I am a Real Housewives super fan. And uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a pop culture addict. Pop culture addict. You too are a broadcaster. Oh, I am. Yeah, but yes, the more we do yes, on community yes. radio, the more we can call ourselves that. So, oh, how yeah. exciting. How exciting. So, so you're going to talk to me about your findings on Elizabeth Taylor. Yes. There's a yes. lot we know about her, but also a lot we don't know. And then there are things that we're going to find out after the interview, our thoughts on the interview with Lisa. Yes. Because that gives us a, a further insight into the wonderful life of Elizabeth Taylor. It does, yeah. So, Elizabeth Taylor was born in London, but her parents were American. Mm-hmm. Her parents, she, she came, they, they were socialite Americans. They were wealthy Americans. She had a life of privilege in London. And she was born on February the 27th, 1932. So, at the outbreak of World War II, her family located back to the USA yeah. for their safety. So they were, I mean, that shows you the amount of wealth they had. They were in yeah. that pos- position mm. that they could move. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so the sort of childhood in London and then into the whole kind of thing of the affluence of being very upper middle class in America yes. that you can afford yes. to relocate yeah absolutely so um elizabeth taylor's uh, life was very much controlled by her parents her mother in particular she was out with her mother and it was suggested that she did a, a screen test yeah because she was a beautiful child she was yes the blue eyes the sort of near violet yes, eyes and, and the, the striking yeah. dark hair and then the framed with the double lashes Absolutely. The double layer of lashes. Absolutely. So she, um, it was suggested that she did a screen test. The mm. camera absolutely loved her. Yeah. And she began acting very young. So she, again, oh my gosh, I've just realised. So this is another child star. Totally, yeah. Um, 10 so years old. 10 11, years old, yeah. yes. 
10 years old when she begins acting. Lassie Come Home, 1943. Yeah. That's an early, I remember that. I used to bawl my eyes out, Lassie Come Home, when I was a little girl. And then you've got the the very famous National Velvet. That, yeah. That was 1944. Yes. Yeah, and that was um, so. That was her first movie after she was signed by MGM. Yeah, and was starring alongside Mickey Rooney. So yes. she kind of befriended someone who he also liked. Judy Garland was from the studio system. Yes. Yeah, yes, absolutely. They were in the system together. Absolutely. So you know, it's fair to say she didn't have a regular childhood. She came, She had a wealthy background. She was um, in the studio system. MGM were controlling her from 1944. And she began to loathe that control that MGM had over her because it was film after film after film. And it was the pressure to maintain those looks. You know, you have to look young for some roles and then you're at that awkward age and then you have to look older for other roles. And yeah, 1950, which would have made her 18, she starred in Father of yes, the Bride, yes, the original yes, Father of yes, the Bride. Yes, absolutely. So she was only still just coming out of her teens. Yeah. And that was, again, a, a major yeah. role with Spencer Tracy yes. in the lead. So it's a lot, yeah, it's a lot to take on, isn't it? And um, MGM... Were, she went from her mother having control of her life yeah. to the studio. And, of course, when she got to um, 16, the um, she was wanting to date. And actually, it was the MGM oh. studio that organised dates for her and set her yeah. up with people. There was some football star called Glenn Davis that MGM organised for her to date in 1948. She then had a brief engagement and then Howard Hughes pursued her. Oh, he, pers- and, oh, he pursued and get everybody. This, yeah. Get this, Gabby. He offered her parents a six-figure sum to marry her. Ugh. Ooh. Ugh. Now, um, after okay, this, this, Taylor was thinking, mm. you know what, if I get married, maybe the studio will have less control over me and maybe okay. my parents will have less control Okay. For me. Yeah, good luck with that, and Liz. That's what she wanted. Yeah. So she married Conrad Hilton Jr. when she was just 18. And that is the Hiltons of the Hilton. Yeah, so he, Conrad yeah. Hilton Jr. is the son of Conrad Sr., who set up the Hilton, the Hilton chains. chains. Um, so Conrad Hilton Jr. is the uncle of. Rick Hilton, who's the father of Paris Hilton. Oh, right. So down the generations, yes. we get to the reality yes. star Hiltons. Yes. Right. So he was the, the the great uncle of Paris Hilton. Which makes him like a father-in-law of uh, one of the... Of Kathy! Kathy, Kathy, Kathy yes. Kyle Richards' yes. sister. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Because yeah. Kathy Hilton yes. she yes. is now. Yes. Yeah. Um, so she she married him when she was 18. MGM organised the wedding because they still wanted that control. And it was literally a few weeks after getting married that mm. she realised she'd made a massive mistake. Mm. He was abusive towards her. He was a very heavy drinker. And she wanted out after a few weeks, like I said, but she was granted a divorce after eight months. Eight months to yeah to yeah, because it just goes to show, doesn't it? Yeah, that it's that thing, isn't it? We've been here before, of a young woman who is who is clever, talented, and very beautiful, seeking agency. We've discussed yeah. these cases. Yeah, yeah, and it's someone who hasn't mm. had a childhood. Yeah. And who wanted to? She felt that if she got married, she she would lose. You know, she would have a bit more freedom. Yeah. Unfortunately, it, it didn't work like that. After that marriage, she then married Michael Wilding, and he was twenty years her senior. Mm. 
Yeah. So yeah. kind of opposite. She yeah. found that age difference very appealing. She wanted yeah. calm and quiet, as you would if you'd been yeah. with a, an abusive drinker. God, yeah. Um, so Michael Wilding was British. He yeah. was an actor. British actor. Yes. Yeah. Um, really good looking. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Really good looking. And, and yeah. she wanted just a quiet, yeah. calm life yeah. with an older man. Oh. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> however... He wanted a career in Hollywood. Right. So okay. that was his possibly his motivation. She did have two sons with him. Mm. Um, but of course, during this time, then she starred um, in Giant. That was 1956 right, yes. with James Dean. Where she meets Rock Hudson yes. and starts the lifelong yes. friendship with him. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. after, um, so she'd done Father of the Bride in 1950. She then, she then did Giant in 1956. And then mm. after that, her career was really sort of on the rise again. And unfortunately, mm. that was wonderful for her career, but that didn't help her marriage. No. Because Michael Wilding found that quite difficult because he 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 wanted that calm and quiet life. He wanted her at home with the looking after yeah, the boys. Yeah, exactly. And Whereas... then you, you can't have everything no. if you're a woman, clearly. Because um, 58 and 59 were her Tennessee Williams... And yes. a back-to-back, the um, yes. cat on hot yes. tin roof, oh. and suddenly last summer, the yes. back-to-back roles, which as a Tennessee Williams heroine, she's superb. Well, she's perfect, she isn't is. she? The, the brittle, she's beautiful. Yeah, the brittle, the, endangered, yes. physically and emotionally yes. tormented yes. women yes. that Tennessee Williams, well, he, they, he was basing them on himself, yes. you know. Um, we, and we revisit that later on when she's in El- Edward Albee's Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Yeah, we'll come we to will. that later. Um, so after the second marriage, she went quite quickly on to marriage number three, which was to Mike Todd, who was an American producer. Hmm. Now, this is quite unusual because this is the only husband she never divorced. Oh, right, yes. Okay, yeah. so they had a, a daughter together, Liza, and they s- seemed to be pretty happy, yeah. and unfortunately then he died in a plane crash yeah. in 1958. And Liz was absolutely devastated yeah. by this, because I think, well, they were still happy yeah. together. Still in a bit of a honeymoon period, new yes. parents. Yes. And you could argue that because he was in the industry but not kind of trying to kind of be an actor yeah 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 yeah. it was something that maybe they were a better Mm -hmm. match yeah 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 um so sadly yeah he he died in 1958 um however she found some comfort she didn't like to be alone for long did she alice she didn't and this is something, this, this tells me a lot about her. Mm. So, she found comfort with the husband mm. of one of her very close friends. Yes. And they were also neighbours. Yes. She found comfort with Eddie Fisher, who actually was a really good friend of her newly deceased husband. Yes, they'd been in the same sort of neighbourhood in Beverly Hills. Yes. And Eddie was, of course, married to Debbie Reynolds. Yes, and I had... Who had been a child star, yes, an actor, performer yes. in the studio system, like Liz. Yeah. Was very good friends with her. And they had Carrie Fisher. Yes, Prince, Princess Leia. And Todd, <laughs> yes. their son. And Eddie Fisher was a big, big yes, singing yeah. star and yeah. movie star. I mean, that was... He was like... And they were like America's darling family. Well, they were. They yeah. were. They were the, the all-American, yeah. um, sort of perfect beautiful mm. family weren't they with full on like endorsements from yeah. coca cola and everything Ed- eddie fisher early tv star recording yeah. star sell out concerts was a you know a kind of teen heart yeah job. absolutely was a massive star yeah debbie reynolds yeah, yeah all america america's sweetheart yeah, well, she's been in singing in the rain yes I mean, yes yeah um what what sort of woman loses her husband and then finds comfort? Oh, no, with somebody else's fella. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a 
quite a needy type, quite a quite you could say quite a callous, ruthless type. Well, she was. Who, she really. Yeah. She was branded a homewrecker. Yes. Um. As you would be. Which, yeah, is is no surprise, really, is it? And the Fisher family, Debbie Reynolds and and Carrie, kind of. Uh, Carrie Fisher puts a lot of her issues down to that. that well, she was, must have been very, very she young. She was about three or four yes, years yes, old. Yes, she would have Todd been. was a baby. Yes, yes, she would have been because, yeah, late yeah. 50s, she would have been. And she so, said that because she was so close to her dad, and then one day he wasn't there. And it was like that. And he's yeah. gone, gone off with, with the, the neighbour. Yeah. With the neighbour. neighbour lady. Who's got three of her own little children and about the same sort of age? Makes Debbie Reynolds feel ugly, and this is Debbie Reynolds who's beautiful, beautiful. but made her feel ugly because Liz Taylor was considered the most beautiful yes. woman in the world. Yes, at that point. Yes, absolutely. a bit like the kind of Jennifer Aniston, Angelina Jolie yeah, thing. Yeah, in that territory. Y- yes, we are actually making women rivals. Yes the male affection and it's interesting the type of woman that would do that mm. because it is only a certain type of mm. woman I think yeah and not that I'm saying Eddie Fisher was blameless because no. absolutely no. not but the idea didn't occur to him first no. of all I, no. would, I would imagine as most men would imagine that they wouldn't stand a chance with Liz Taylor no you know, no talk about pitching well above yeah the, yeah you know yeah <laughs> absolutely but why would Liz Taylor do that to her friend? Well, it was something that in the documentary, which is about Debbie and Carrie, which yes. was shot in the last sort of two, three years before they both sadly died yeah. in 2016. And, and Carrie Fisher does describe the fact that she felt years down the line that because there was... Eddie and Debbie and the two children in a lovely little unit. Yes. In the beautiful house, the mansion, the career. They had everything. Yeah, she said that she felt that Liz Taylor looked at that and was envious of it. Because she she didn't really have the chance to have that because she's gone from an abusive mm. husband to a, to a much older husband because yeah. she wants quiet then she's married someone that she's happy with and then that's mm. taken away from her yeah. so she hasn't had yeah. a traditional uh, she hasn't had a happy a no. really happy relationship no. has she so um, she set she set her sights I think um, quite quickly Yes, on, I think it on, was quite quickly. Uh, on, 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 you know, Lady Fisher's a good-looking bloke, yeah. you know, everything, all that, and then that, and having that sort of like, okay, I'm actually passionately in love with you and we need to run away, and about you abandon your children for me, you know, it never went away for 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 Carrie and for Todd Fisher. I'm, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised, really, because if you think about how her, her life was mm. so controlled and she was so, made so aware of... Um, you know, everything she did would be observed by her, oh, her adoring yeah. public. Oh, yeah. So she's going to have some nerve to think, yeah. well, people are surely going to judge me. Yeah. Well, this. I think in many ways, the paparazzi was invented for Elizabeth Taylor's Absolutely. personal life. Absolutely. That became, because yes. that was, we'll get to Rome. Yes. And the paparazzi yeah. was was the Italian, yeah. you know. yeah press mob absolutely who, who dogged her um after um years later when she she spoke about eddie eddie fisher she basically said well i just married him because i was grieving but yeah. but that really kind of like puts That's... it down and that makes it even worse <laughs> yes. it would be it would be almost better that she was like we were so passionately in love we, we yes it'd been smoldering for yeah. years it might have made debbie reynolds feel a bit yeah. better but, but just actually, to say yeah. just to sort of cast him aside is <laughs> Within the first 15 minutes of the Bright Lights documentary, both Carrie and Debbie managed to get a dig in at Liz. Um, you know Debbie Reynolds collected loads and loads of Hollywood memorabilia? Oh, yes. So she yes, had those huge yes, collections yes. that she auctioned off. That's right. And she has... when Carrie and they lived next door to each other in a compound. So Carrie Fisher would go over every day to see Debbie and bring her her dinner and all this. It was Aww. very sweet. Watch the documentary, it's gorgeous. Yeah, I will. And she said, she goes into her mother's house and she's like, Mother, Mom, Mom, how are you? And Debbie's there and she's a little frail old lady by then, but still looking sensational. Still performing, still going on stage. 
in her 80s. And she says, oh, look, I'm just going through some things. And they go into, like, a big kind of walk-in wardrobe. Mm. And there's tons of these fabulous gowns. Yeah. And she's lifting them out. And she's saying, oh, look, and there's a beautiful big sort of chiffon. And she says, oh, this is by so-and-so or whatever. She says, I bought it from one of Liz Taylor's estate sales. So she's got some of Liz's gowns, you know, some of her classic gowns. And Debbie and Carrie Fisher lifts up and goes, looks at it and says, is this when you were going through your moo-moo phase, mother? And it just... <laughs> and you just think, this is perfect. Even, like, years later, they yeah. still get a dig in. Yeah, no, I think it's brilliant. Debbie was always so tiny. Debbie was a dancer. Yeah. She was so petite. Yeah. She never had, you know, never had any spare pounds no. on her. No. You see footage of her from after she's had two children and she looks, you know, she looks like a teenager yeah. still. Yeah. And, of course, Liz, as we all know, yeah. had her issues. Absolutely. So, so Absolutely. Carrie Fisher holds it out and goes, is this when you were in your moo-moo phase, oh, mother? Oh, gosh. Oh. Oh gosh, I'm surprised they didn't throw daggers at it. I know, I know. I can see it. But there's like a kind of sense of like, they were all part of this really kind of very close-knit community, a a very close-knit sort of Hollywood community. You know, thinking about, you know, you you think about Carrie Fisher and you think so much of what, what happens in our adulthood, you know, it's it's based on our own childhood. Mm. To watch your father leave your mother for Elizabeth Taylor and then be cast aside after a a couple of years. Well, yeah, I mean, almost immediately... She went... She goes to film Cleopatra in Rome. Yes, and that's when... The affair. That's where she met Richard him. Burton happened, and they hadn't known each other. They were from totally different circles. Yes, yes. So they, mm. so they were meeting for the first time. Yeah. And she'd literally been married. What two years? I barely that. Barely, I think yeah. The, the, the ink wasn't really dry no. on the marriage certificate. No. And what's really interesting is that, like, she was cast as the glamour role. Yeah. And. As Queen Cleopatra, yeah. you know, and it's Joseph Mankiewicz, it's, you know, Cinemascope, it's all that epic thing. And then um, Richard Burton was cast as Mark Antony because of his kind of Shakespearean yes. Yes. acting yes. chops yes. in that way. And they didn't have scenes together until much later on in the filming, and that was when she turned, they turned up in Rome for, for it. Wow. Now, the backstory of Lisa's interview yes. so that'll be that's gonna come up is Lisa's husband was John Pennington a British film producer and he had produced the likes of Peter Sellers and yeah. various people like that he was very you know in the kind of in, in the British film industry and had done lots of editing and other kind of shorter features and he was a friend of Richard Burton's from those days, mm-hmm. from being an editor. Yeah. So he travelled to Rome to go and meet up with Richard Burton yeah. in order to talk to him about a forthcoming project. Okay. And Lisa, who was still very young in her 20s at that time, yeah. relatively newly married to John, went with him. And there was a break coming up in the filming. Um and that was the week that they were going to spend in Rome and socialising with them. And the, when they arrived in Rome, the earliest thing that they attended was the day of the shoot for the entry, Cleopatra's yes, entry to Rome. Yes. So Lisa and her husband were there on the day when all oh of that amazing procession of slaves yeah. and animals and dancers. Because didn't the, the movie, didn't it go something like 38 oh, million was, back then? Yeah, and it's whatever it is, five, six hours long. It's <laughs> insane. It, is, it was an insane yeah. movie and it almost bankrupted. Yeah. Every, and everybody involved was just like... It must have been a nightmare. It was a nightmare. And and that particular scene, that is all like, it's all shot on a sound, on an outdoor stage yeah. with everything yeah. built. Of course, obviously, no special effects. Everything yeah. was built. That number of people were there. But but Lisa was there on, on the day. Shall we hear the interview? We'll hear the interview. So this is Lisa's interview, Lisa Pennington's interview with me, and you're going to love it. Hello, good morning. Hi, Gabby. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And thank you for joining me and giving up some of your Sunday morning. Not at all. Oh, <laughs> so lovely to have you here. Yeah. 
So Lisa Pennington is with us on No Wire Hangers. And Lisa, you are a um you're a very important figure in many ways <laughs> because of <laughs> your, you. your amazing connections that you've had over a really interesting career. Um, so can you give us a little, start us off with a little bit about how you began your career, how you started out? Yes, um, I think I knew from about the age of 10 that I wanted to go into the theatre. I was at a convent school and I played one of the princes in the tower and apparently everybody was in tears <laughs> and, and the nuns said to my parents, oh, she's got to go on the stage. That's a great start. If the nuns <laughs> so, agree, yes, then... <laughs> So, in fact, um, when I was 15, because you could leave school at that time then, I went to the Connaught Theatre at Worthing, um, which was a really excellent um, place to be a student. And luckily enough, um, the third week I was there, um, a, a child part came up in a play called The Third Person. Um, so uh, I, I was performing for the first time uh, at about the age of 15. And you went on um, from the stage, you went on and you, you danced as well as acted. Yes, I danced in Peter Pan and I, yeah. I was one of the Indians and understand, um, understudied Wendy, which was mm. uh, great fun, uh, in London for about eight weeks or so and then yeah. on tour for ten weeks. Fantastic. So the sort of London theatre seasons, things like that, that's in your blood. And you also did live television as well, didn't you? Yes, I played um, Alice in Alice in Wonderland in about, oh, I don't know, 57, I think it mm. was. Um, and other parts in various um, television plays, but Alice was the, mm. the best one. And from there, um, just take us through a little bit, your, you know, some of your reminiscences of how you met your husband and who he was. And what part he played in British cinema? Yes, well, it's funny. When I was about um, um, 17 or so, I was on a train call travelling from, I don't know, somewhere like Crewe to, to Wales. <laughs> and I met this interesting man, about 15 years older than me, on mm. the train. And we just stood in the corridor and chatted and chatted for the whole journey. Um, and that was... Uh, the person who would become my husband a few years later. So when I was about 21, I was in the Salisbury pub in um, uh, uh, in London. In, mm. uh, and uh, this person came up to me and said, oh, we've met before, haven't we? And I said, oh, yes, yeah, sure. Oh, <laughs> and then he reminded me about this train journey. And oh, about six weeks later, we were married. We were married. Really, you had a whirlwind. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Wow. Um, he, he was um, a producer of, um, at that time, sort of second feature films. Yeah. Made about six at Twickenham Studios at that time. Um, but just about the time we got married, um, he became the um, producer of um, The Mouse That Roared, uh, which. Brothers. Uh, is the Peter Sellers film, which yes. I think lots of people remember from when it was, you know, shown on a kind of Sunday afternoon, yes, you know, TV viewing. That's right. Yeah. And that was a that was a big, big movie in its time, wasn't it? It was. I mean, was... when it came out, it wasn't considered to be particularly important, but um, it really became um, very popular after a while. And as you say, it's still. Uh, um, is on television from time to time. Yeah. So, yes. And that's with Peace Sellers, Jean Seberg. Yes. And all sorts uh, of wonderful English um, William uh, Hartnell, actors. who Hartnell. was the first Doctor Who, um, is in it. And um, Leo McKern. Yeah, Leo and, McKern, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Great. I remember him so well. Yes, we well, see you. So you met these people thanks to your husband John on set. You were able to kind of just mingle and meet these actors. Yes, and um, get to know people because um, I had um, sort of several children quite quickly. I didn't really have an opportunity to carry on my career, but yes. I worked as his assistant um, 
for most of the films that he made at Shepard yes. Studios and elsewhere. Um, uh, so that's how I sort of met all these people. Uh, mm. And so within the kind of, within his career and, and befriending these really big names today, um, he met up and became friends with Richard Burton, didn't he? Yes. Um, How did that come about? Well, uh, um, my husband, before he was a film producer, was a, a film editor, and he had edited a film um, that Burton was in. Um, and at some point, I think it was about 62, when Cleopatra was filming in Rome, um, I went with John and with Robert Shaw, who was also a friend of uh, Burton's, to Rome. Yes, the, the amazing Cleopatra, Robert Shaw. Who is, um, yes. Because John wanted um, Richard Burton to be in the film that he was thinking of making. Right. Yes. So, um, well, the first night we arrived, we, we went on set to see the wonderful um, uh, scene where uh, the, the entrance into Rome. Ah, um, right. Yeah, which was absolutely fabulous. And then the next day, um, we went to have lunch with Burton um, at a lovely restaurant on the Appia Antigua. I think it was called the Escargo. Um, we met at 12 o'clock midday, mm. and we were still sitting at the table at five in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Burton, with a little help from his friends, went through a whole bottle of brandy during that uh, during that meeting wow but it was wonderful and he was telling stories mm. um of his stage appearances and um a, a wonderful raconteur yeah and during that time elizabeth taylor with her mother came to sit at her um uh, an adjacent table and mm. of course um their romance had not long started but they ignored each other and pretended <laughs> that they didn't know each other in case there were any paparazzi i think I see. But did, and did you did you kind of discern any tension between them? Um, not until later when he invited us all back to um, his villa. Um, and after we'd arrived, um, Elizabeth Taylor mm. arrived. And so we all sat on two long settees opposite each other. Um, telling all sorts of stories. You know, so, so in the room there is you and John. Um, yes, Robert Shaw. And Robert Shaw, um, who in his own right is Yes, um, Elizabeth Taylor. And later on in the evening, Rex Harrison turned up. Oh! Yes, he was in <laughs> Cleopatra as well. Of course, he played Caesar. It, it was a very, yeah. very starry evening. And we sat there till about 11 o'clock. Yes. Um, and when um, Rex Harrison arrived, this was so funny, um, Burton was playing the record of Camelot which he was in. Of and when um, Rex Harrison came in, he said, some people have heard of my fair lady, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it was a competition just... between the two of them. Oh, my goodness. It was almost but I like... I can remember almost... Elizabeth Taylor sitting next yeah. to Robert Shaw. And she yes. was, she was um, saying, oh, I love him. I love him. <laughs> and uh, that's when, of course, we first realised that it was absolutely serious. So she was very open about it amongst friends. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. So, so you, um, the whole thing sort of um, really um, set off after we yeah. after we'd left. But um, when we left at about eleven o'clock, um, Richard Burton provided his car, and he said mm. to us, um, "Get down, put your heads below the seats because the paparazzi yeah. are outside and they're all hiding in the trees." Oh my yeah, goodness! So he, they funny. were just. Dogging them it, back in the day, it was something that was huge. Oh yes, for people to, especially to, then, especially yeah, with what was and going especially. On. So was it especially because of her? Because Elizabeth was the star. Oh, she was the big, big star. Yes. Right. Yes, I, I, it probably was. Yeah. Um, so it's not so much the kind of Richard Burton had his no, notoriety and fame, obviously, but people weren't as interested in him as they were in her uh, not at that time i mean yeah. they were they were interested and, and of course theater people um recognized what a wonderful actor he was yes um but no she she was the big big star that they were trying to find out yes um you know and of what course was happening the two of them then went on to do some amazing work together like 
Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, you yes. know, when Wonderful they acted film. together then. Mm. And it was, there was a sense, wasn't there, that they were sort of from two different worlds, that he was the theatrical world. Yes. Hers was movie stardom, but they, when they combined, it was a sense that they were a really special sort yes. of acting duo. I, I think there was always that slight tension between them, that she was mm. the big star and he was considered mm. the wonderful actor. Yeah. But they certainly did spark something really magical. Yeah. In, in their performances together. So if you so thinking back, if you can remember how she was physically and you know, and and then how she sort of how she was represented later on about being this woman who was kind of very, very conscious of her image and obviously very naturally beautiful, but then she went through all those kind of like difficulties over her weight and how people perceived her. But how did she come across to you? Well, at that time, she was, as she always was, very beautiful, Mm. wonderful eyes, um, a a luscious um, looking person. Um, She was wearing what I consider to be a rather unflattering dirndl skirt which wasn't really? very good um for her weight but i mean she she but there, there was a week um in which they weren't filming and she was obviously um you know just slobbing around yeah <laughs> really, yeah um, as, 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 as we a, all would yes yeah. <laughs> but as a person um mm. i don't honestly think she addressed anything to me during the whole three or four hours that we were there she was talking mainly to Robert Shaw and related much more to men. Really, yeah. Um, But I did meet her later at um, Wheeler's in London when she and Burton were having dinner there one night and we joined them. And she was she was very gracious and looked extremely beautiful Mm. at that time. She it was the time when she was wearing her hair swept up and in a sort of. or something at the back and she looked yeah. classically beautiful yes um, I mean, she always was beautiful but she did have a struggle later on with her weight I remember. she did of, of course and almost in the sense that any sort of I suppose some of the insecurities about yes. that were probably the seeds were sown quite early on weren't they yes I think so and even if even if like there you were in in company with her and obviously you know you're 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 there as a couple you know married to a film producer but like you say she wasn't sort of interested in you no I'm now a sort of 24 year old yeah uh, unknown as far as Mm -hmm. she was concerned Uh, yes but that also gave you the chance to observe didn't it yes it gave you the chance absolutely yeah, <laughs> and I'll, I will never forget that. Although it's so many years ago, yeah, um, I, I can just see it now. She's there, and she's confiding in Robert Shaw. Yes, telling him how desperately she is in love yes. with Burton. That's that's right. It kind of brings a bit of a lump to my throat, really, because thinking back then, how all the struggles that she did then have, and and a lot of unhappiness. Yes, and you think you know, if only they had been able to sort of you know work things out yes. in a I mean way. They, they had two marriages they married they each other did. twice um, but yeah. obviously something long lasting so much yeah so and so and like kind of so you she was unforgettable in terms of her style and in terms of her presence then as far as you're concerned yes that absolutely. she really did have that kind of kind of magnetic quality oh she, yes Ab- absolutely magical yeah. a real big star yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. It's always an absolute joy to talk to you, whether it's <laughs> my you. podcast or my radio show. And I'm definitely going to talk to you again about some of your other reminiscences. That'll be fine. Which means we'll ha- we can have them recorded <laughs> for all time that you were there in the room with these big stars. Yes. yes. So it's wonderful to hear from you. Thanks again. Not at all, Gabby. Lovely we'll to talk you back to you. On. Lovely to talk to you. Take care of yourself. Thank and, you. And uh, we'll talk soon. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow, that was really yeah. amazing. How was fascinating amazing. that you met 
Lisa mm. locally. Yeah, yeah. And what an amazingly interesting mm. life she has led. Well, it's really fascinating because I got to know her as my neighbour um, a while ago, and she, but she sort of lives, um, well, pan, notwithstanding the pandemic and all of this now. Uh, she lives between France and England, um, so she's, you know, just kind of, so she still travels and um, is kind of close to family members that she has in France yeah. and in the UK, and she's got family in America as well. Um, and she's got these fascinating um, experiences with real kind of milestone events Absolutely. in I mean, British television and movies. Yeah. She did live television as a yes, young actress. Yes. She's she met all these real standout actors who went on to sort of become well, icons. Icons. She met people like Peter Cushing, yeah. you know, who kind of like gave her advice as a young actress doing live broadcast. She met um, you know, Robert Shaw, who is Captain Quint from Jaws. <laughs> Which is the, one of the most impressive things I've ever been able to tell my sons because they love Jaws. Um, and and then things like she was in uh, Peeping Tom. Oh, right. Which is the unbelievably controversial yeah. film by yeah. Michael Powell, which was banned and all sorts of things. And she is um, she plays a, a small role in that, like a kind of walk-on. But to be artist, there yeah. on the day when yeah. they're shooting that when, famous scene... <laughs> in Rome. In Rome. Yeah. And, and just being able to watch that. Yeah. And then going back to the villa and just... Hanging out. Hanging out. And that is probably one of the most incredible conversations I've ever had when you say to somebody who's a friend, so there was you and your husband, and then opposite you was Robert Shaw and Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Byrne. Oh, and then, then Rex, Rex Harrison yeah. shows up. Yeah. And yeah. that is probably one of the campus most incredible things rooms you could ever be in, especially it's... when Rex Harrison says, well, people have heard of My Fair Lady, don't yeah, you know? Yes, don't you know, darling? <laughs> yes, wow. <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, boys, yes, boys, yes. come you on know. now, boys. Just because they're both, everyone in showbiz, everybody absolutely up to their necks in fame and, you know. But I, I just think what Lisa said about the fact mm. that she's there with those people, I mean, it's not a big room, is it? There's only six of them. No, and it's like and the, the temporary villa for him whilst the shooting's going on. Yeah. And, and he's recruited, along with Harrison, along with Robert Shaw, as the kind of serious... Yeah. Acting chops, yeah. Shakespearean yeah. background. Yeah. They can play all the Roman parts. Yeah. And then here comes Elizabeth Taylor to play the yes. most beautiful woman in the world. Yes. Brought in on a sphinx. And she's... So Lisa's there. And one thing that... The, the, which is the most telling to me mm. is that... Liz Taylor didn't interact with her. Mm, yeah, not at that point. Yeah, yeah. Didn't interact yeah. with her. And they were there for hours. Yeah. And there's just six of them. And she doesn't interact yeah. with her. Yeah. And, the, you know, she, she wasn't really interested in her. Which made me think about, you know, we, we're talking about Liz Taylor's husbands, but what about her relationships with women? Well, you know, yeah. fr- I mean, friendships. Yeah. Um, well, she's... She ruined the one with Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to work too well, is it? That friendship, yeah. and in you know, you think about the the reasons why. I mean, she she doesn't sound like she was a girls' girl. No, uh, yeah, Lisa's just, yeah, she got that vibe off her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though, as Lisa said, obviously she wasn't a person of influence necessarily. You know, at the time, very young, but there was that sense of yeah, she's. It's not, you know, she'd much rather be just... She mixes with her showbiz people and her... And she was more yeah. comfortable mixing with men. Yeah, yeah. That's I find that yeah. really interesting. And So you think... Um, you sort of wonder if, as a child, she probably wasn't able to form female friendships in... in, mm. in mm. Because, you know, if you're... You're settled in England, then you're suddenly moving to America, then you're suddenly in that studio yeah. system. You know, you, you don't become friends with women yeah. because they're rivals. If you well, meet someone at an interview... Exactly, and as well, her mother is still her best friend. She's there yes. in Rome with her mother, as Lisa remembered. Yes. Richard Burton is there holding court yes. at a table full of producers, other actors, yes. you know, 
and and drinking brandy all afternoon. Yeah. And and in comes Liz with her mother, I know. and they sit. She's still travelling with her mother. She's yeah. been married four times. <laughs> she's got three I mean, kids. She's, yeah, she's got three kids, and yet Mummy's still with yes. her. And she goes out to dine with Mummy yeah. in order to be close to the man that she's got a huge crush on. In I the just... same restaurant, but they ignored each other, even yes. though they were having an affair. Yes. And then it wasn't until that night that then she turns up at the private villa. Yeah. And then, of course, even then, the paparazzi are all outside. Yeah. So, yeah. so Lisa and her husband have to duck down. Yeah. So that yeah. it looks like just an empty car, so that nobody can track anyone's whereabouts. They were, they were sort of had to be clued up about that. It's right from the get go. It's really, I find it really interesting that the lack of female friendship, she's gone from man to man. Mm. She's she's had so much control over her life, mm. from mother to studio to husband. And it's the, the only way, it's almost like the only way she can have a relationship is if she actually marries somebody. Because that, yes. that makes it respectable, yeah. if you like. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's because of the the, the, the time that yeah. she was around. Yeah. Um, but also just, I think, that sense of herself and who she was as much as, you know, uh, because people, obviously, people had affairs, people lived together. Yeah. Time in, in, in showbiz circles. Yes. But in a way, the sense that she had of herself yeah. was this thing of, like, you've got to, you know, I, I've got to be your one and only yeah. in that way with the men in her life. I think that, that perhaps grew in, you know... But and, that, I mean, he worshipped her. Richard Burton worshipped her. He literally worshipped her. You know, his writing about her, his diaries... Yeah. What he says about her, he, you know... Yeah, it's... Um, it's interesting. You, you think so many people viewed her as beautiful, but maybe she only had that... that God, yeah. You know, she, she needed to feel from the person I she was with. So. Her self-esteem was probably yeah. pretty low because of yeah. the way she'd been treated. Yeah. Um, and she needed that constant affirmation. Mm. Um, I mean, I think, I, think that, I think it's really telling. I think that the, to cut the kind of insight that Lisa's able to give us of that sense, like you say, of being in the room with people and Lisa at the age that she was and, you know, I mean, she is younger yeah. than Liz Taylor. Yeah. She's in a happy marriage with her husband. Yeah. You know, you just think there could be something in the sense that someone like Liz Taylor was like, I don't want to know about anyone mm. else's happiness or their life or, mm. you know, and she was totally preoccupied. Saying to Robert Shaw on the sofa, yeah. I'm so desperately yeah. in love with him. Yeah. With him in the room. Yeah. So he's in the room, you know, getting drunk with Rex Harrison, talking to John and Lisa. Yeah. And she's confiding in him, feet away. She's confiding in Robert Shaw and saying, I'm madly in love with him. Oh, it's what an amazing dynamic. I'm fascinated. So, it's amazing. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Um, yeah, so she then, she went on... They married. Yes, yeah, and they were yeah. together ten. Years. Yeah, ten years. Um, and in that time, they made pretty much they they shot a film every year, every other year. Wow. They made so many movies together. Wow. You know, because you've got um, the, the 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 you've got Tame of the Shrew. Yeah. And you've got um, Virginia. Who's Wolf. afraid of Virginia yeah. Woolf? So the Ed, Edward Albee's stage play adapted for the film. Yeah. In which um, Richard Burton plays the college professor. And, um, of course, Liz Taylor plays his really uh, emotionally damaged wife. You know, they're haunted by the sort of tragedy in their family. And she... It's an evening in which, as a couple, they just go more and more off the rails. Yes. And and, and he has... he, He tries to keep her steady but she just goes more and more off the rails mm. it's very edward albie it's um yeah i knew a, i knew an american college professor who uh knew edward albie 
uh, and she said that he used to be really risky to have visit the campus because <laughs> he was a bit handsy oh. <laughs> with some of the young men. Oh. And if you and and collecting him from the airport, oh. you, you you wouldn't send your 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 best looking young quarterback no. or anything like no. that to get sent a well, we sent sent an elderly secretarial <laughs> admin lady to collect him because you didn't want any scandals, you didn't want any litigation. But he was fascinating <laughs> and a brilliant playwright. But uh, was was troubled, was a tr- was trouble. So it's it's very you know there's a lot going on behind yeah, yeah, behind everybody's scenes you in do, that way. You do wonder that relationship mm. between between yeah. them, the ups and downs. Yeah. You know, and that's where um, you know Taylor and Burton really got that reputation for the the reckless spending. The Taylor Burton diamond yeah. that he gave her in yeah. 1969 that was worth a million dollars then. That's a diamond yeah. worth a million dollars. So that'd be worth about, be more like kind of 30, 40 million now, uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. taking that into account. Yeah, it's insane. And obviously, you know, it, it is, yeah. And I think that's part of it. Like you were saying about the, the idea of her being married having relationships that need to be you know she needs to be married she needs that affirmation and I think that level of affirmation I think possibly that's him giving her that affirmation yes maybe he gave her the affirmation for as long as he possibly could yeah you know until they just couldn't no, I think I think yeah. th- there would come a point where you'd get fed up with with that 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 oh. constant that high yeah. high maintenance is an understatement, isn't and it? And he was high maintenance. Well, well. yes, because yeah. he had his own issues. Yeah. Um, but I think she must have been one of those women that that loves the new relationship. Yeah. That loves the the attention of a mm. wedding. I mean, the, the locations of her wedding. I mean, she got married all over the world. There was one in Las Vegas. Yeah. There's one in Mexico. There's one in London. There's one in Beverly Hills. <laughs> it's like they're all amazing <laughs> locations. And you know, you know, you think about planning a wedding. Mm. Mm. I mean, well, I didn't really do much for mine. No, but yours was in Vegas. Yes, yeah. yeah you I, don't have you. Yeah. You don't have to do much for that. But I just did, because I, I did didn't two, want to. I did two months of planning for mine. Oh, good grief! But it was two months. All of wow. two months. Well, yeah. I mean, some people plan them yeah. for years, some, don't they? Yes, yeah, so I've yeah. heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not us, Gabby, no. but some people do. <laughs> but I mean, she must have been so addicted to that rush mm. of meeting a new man, wanting to get married. I mean, imagine all those wedding dresses. We could have, you could really go to town. There were lots you? of dresses. There were lots of moo-moos and caftans. Yes, lots of engagement rings. Oh, big rings. I'm very big into Liz Taylor's caftan era. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with caftans, turbans. I love the turbans. In the future, as I age. I think that the caftan, yes. the turban, the, the long cigarette holder, the ki- wafting around. The ki- kissing my children goodnight in my Mwah. caftan. Just a Mwah. waft of Chanel. Yeah, I love that. In and out. I might try that. Mm. I might try that. I just like that idea. Yeah, I've, I've, just, I've just got this in my yeah. head. I'm just going to waft around my yeah. garden. I want to be Liz Taylor circa 1971. Yeah. Um, in that poochy. Yes. The poochie caftan. The poochie caftan. Yeah. Big yeah. rings. The massive sunglasses. Massive sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, and and the, the martini yes, at five o'clock. Say, I just, I was just about to say that. I swear I was going to say I need a martini in my hand. I, I just, I might try that when I get yeah, home. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, it's yeah, we can do that. Why, you know. Yeah, why yeah, not? We why can not? Do that. Um, so, so yeah. we, if we wrap things up for this yeah. week, this week's, and we'll think about what we're going to do, what the next. Well, I'm sorry, Gabby, I've still got two more husbands to get through. Yeah, we've got two more husbands after Rich. Yes. And we've got the 80s. The 80s. All her we've amazing charity work. Charity work. We've got Rock Hudson. We've got Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be it, good. Does it get any more camp? Doesn't get any more camp. We love although, it. Although, no, give us time. We'll get more camp. We will get more camp. Although it's hard to beat Lisa. So, oh my gosh, thank, thank you. you. A huge thank, thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Thank and, you, thank you, thank you. And we'll be back soon. It's we'll be back.